Well, good to see you all. Welcome to Restoration. Some of you I know have come from long distances to be here. Um, we're grateful you're here. I wanted to share with you really quick that um, downstairs afterwards we have coffee and tea and an art set up. We'd love for you to take a look at that. And we have kids' bags for kids, so if you've got one of those. Hey, for some people, Christmas is all about the children. It's all about children. It's all about watching children's and their, and their, and their faces light up and them getting really excited about the lights and the presents and all the things. But it's fun to watch kids because there's a sense in which for us adults, when we watch kids, it kind of gives us this feeling of innocence again. It's almost like there's this, for a moment, we can retaste what it's like to not have cynical and hardened hearts. I don't know if that happens for you, but it happens for me. But some people think that Christmas is really, it's really just for the adults. Like, how could we comprehend, how could kids comprehend this mystery of God coming into human flesh to be with us? And here's the thing, like, I don't think we as adults get that either. (laughs) Tonight, I just want to just stop long enough to just talk a little bit about what Christmas is, and, you know, there's so many cultural trappings, and there's so much branding, and there's so much stuff out there. I don't know if you guys are familiar with some of the traditions in other parts of the world. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and he was telling me about his family in Austria. Do you know that Austria has something called Bad Santa? Have you heard of this? This is real, and it shouldn't be. But there's bad Santa, and bad Santa comes to tell the kids to act better next year so that good Santa will come. And it's real. Like, that's what they do. Some of you are like, why can't we adopt that here? Um, Ukraine has something called cobweb Christmas, which I think is just horrific. It's, it's this thing about good luck comes to you when you find spiders in your tree. <laughs> Germany puts pickles in their tree. Am I, is that true, Germans? Whatever. <laughs> the Netherlands, they put shoes by the fireplace to catch coins that come down the chimney, which never happens. Venezuela's got us all, though. Venezuela's roller skate on Christmas. I know. Where have we been? Roller skating. There's a reason why, though, we keep returning to the story every single year. There's a reason why you keep watching the same Christmas movies. There's there's this... Like, I want it, you want to recapture that feeling, but there's something about 
the actual Christmas story, that if we could extract a little bit more out of that story, like it may go a long way to helping us in the difficulty of our current situations. One of my favorite authors is a guy named Ronald Rollheiser, and he writes this. I'm going to throw this on the screen. What Christmas invites us all to, children and adults alike, is to have our hearts softened and tempered by the crib. To let the vulnerability manifested in the way of Jesus and the way that Jesus was born bring us back to a time before hardness of heart, to a place beyond sophistications, cynicism, bitterness, wound, selfishness, and greed. Christmas is meant not just to renew our faith and hope, but also to renew our innocence. But here's the thing, we have a tension. The tension is, we have this beautiful mystery of the incarnation, we have we have this beautiful picture of God coming to earth and, and, and wanting to be with us, but yet on the same time, we have our on-the-ground reality. We have our real life. We've been in a series as a church called Honest Advent, and it's been based on a book by a guy named Scott Erickson who did all the artwork downstairs. And here's the honest truth. It can be difficult but really courageous to be honest about our lives, about the place we find ourselves. Now, I don't know where you find yourself today, but the last four weeks we've been talking about the key themes of Advent, hope, peace, joy, and love. The first week Randy taught, he talked about this idea of waiting And how this idea of waiting for the light to fully overtake the dark, like this idea that knowing that dawn is coming, but we're still waiting. And we talked about peace, and we explored peace. That peace is God's presence in the waiting, not at the end of the waiting. When we talked about joy, we talked about the fact that in this passage that Gabe read earlier, that this idea that, that God gave us the right to become children of God and actually becoming children again is part of the goal. That you and I get this, you know, this chance to reawaken this curiosity and wonder and dependence on God. And then last week we talked about the God who sees us. Elroy. The God who sees, he actually sees you. And the power of being seen versus being overlooked is really, it's significant as light versus dark. But all that brings us to this moment. God in flesh, Emmanuel. God with us. Or as the uh, one translation has it, God put on flesh and moved into the neighborhood. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. But what does God with us mean? What does it mean? It means that God forever refuses to be God without us. That's what God with us means. That God refuses to forever refuses to be God without us. And I think that's incredible. 
And if you're here tonight and you're having a really difficult time and you're questioning God's love for you in this world, this event that we're celebrating tonight is just how far God is willing to go for you, for me. Because since the beginning, the whole dream of Genesis was that God would weave the kingdom of heaven here on earth. It was called good. The Hebrew word for that is tov. It was called tov. And this is why when Jesus was asked by his crew how to pray, they asked him, teach us how to pray. That's why he prayed this prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's dream for the world is that it would always interlock with the kingdom of heaven. That's actually God's dream for your life, for mine. God is not distant. God is with us, which means that God forever refuses to be God without us. He didn't send a text, he showed up in person. And this is the same God who will come again as the reigning king. And so this community, just so you know, this community is attempting to reorient our lives. Oh, Amari. It's right at the end, Amari. Spider-Man. Here it comes. That's it. <laughs> Guys, we love kids. I know, I know. This community is attempting to reorient our, reorient our lives together around the way of Jesus. And, and here's the thing. If you're curious about that, stick around. Be a part of that. Um, and I just want to say this. Merry Christmas. God with us. Let me pray. God, you refuse to be without us. You, to use other language, you relentlessly pursue us. This incredible mystery. The creator of the universe, you came as creation to be with us. And it's a miracle. It's mysterious. It's overwhelming. It's mind-blowing. It's all of those things. You see us. God, this evening, I just pray that we would begin to open ourselves up to that idea more. And maybe there's a chance for us in the next 24 hours to be alone and by ourselves and to contemplate your incredible love for us. That you forever refuse to be 
without us. You, you just, you refuse to be without us. And may that transform us from the inside out. We pray these things in your name. Amen.